good, good, good. Well, I'm going to tell you what I believe today's message is going to encourage us. Anybody need any encouragement? Yes, indeed. I believe it's going to encourage us to live uh, with more strength for the Lord, more zeal, and more joy for the Lord. I think we all can use a fill-up. Amen? It's so good to have everybody here. And the name of our sermon is called God Size, and I'm going to break that out a little bit. You know, most everything you see now, if you go through a drive-thru, anybody go through a drive-thru besides me? Man, I wear them things out. You know, they want to biggie-size it. They want to supersize it. They want to triple-deck it. They want to do the whole thing. So if more is better, if more is better, what I got for you today is going to be amazing because God says it doesn't get no better and get no bigger because he has unlimited resources. Amen. Our Heavenly Father has unlimited resources. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. What does it really mean? I'm talking about the God-sized life that he has for us, the plan that God has for you, the love God has for you, the grace that God has for you, the forgiveness God has for you. So that's what I'm talking about when we say God-sized. And so also, what I see a lot of times in my life or anybody's life that, you know, we talk to, we have some good days and some bad days, right? And sometimes those bad days just drag on. Well, I tell you today, we're going to put them under the bus today, right? We're going to let the Lord be Lord and let him minister to us through his word today. But I see a lot of times that we allow a lot of things to hinder the promises of God. Well, what do you mean by that? We just won't trust God, will we? We say we do, but then when things get a little tough, we don't know if we really do. And let's just be honest. It's easier to trust when we see something, right? But that doesn't take much faith. So he wants us to have faith in him. And I tell you what, God's got a pretty good track record last time I looked, doesn't he? That's where you all say amen. I'm going to have to edit that out. Amen. Yes. He's got a great track record. But, you know, a lot of times what happens is when we start doubting, fear creeps in. Uh, and just try to try to rob us out of victory lane. I put that in there for you, Jeff, last night. I know you was in victory lane. I know he went to the races last night and still made it. Praise God. He said, I will be there. I said, you going to the races? He said, I will be there. I said, sounds good to me. He was ready. You know, I, really, it's amazing. You know, we talk about this and uh, races and, and football and all those different things and stuff like that. Now they fill those stadiums up, you know. Now, now I'm just going to ask you a question. Now, this is not in the notes. Now, what time did you leave your house? Yeah, to go. Uh, about 3.30. About 3.30. What time did you get home last night? Uh, I didn't get home. Okay, you came straight here. <laughs> and that's dedicated. <laughs> Obviously, this was not rehearsed. <laughs> well, only thing I was just going to say is this. I didn't get home last night. Okay. I got home this morning. Okay. So you're going. So what I was getting at. You know, I, I was talking with, with one of our members today, and I said, you know, it's amazing. You know, we, we'll spend two hours here with the Lord, and we'll find 80 reasons why not to get up and go. But we'll go to the races, and we'll go to the store, and we'll go to all that stuff and everything else. But you know what? We come here and worship the Lord. But I don't want you to just worship Him here while we're here. Yes, we want to do that. But just take that joy with you throughout the week. And so sometimes when we put it up against the backdrop of what's going on, we go, man, you know, a lot of times I was, I was this guy. Man, that's my only day off. I mean, i got to cut my grass. I mean, I just had the list going on, going on, and going on. And then, you know, I started thinking about this. I mean, the Lord that gives me life, gives me a beautiful family, eyesight and everything else, I can't take an hour to worship Him. That's why I'm here, right? No, I'm here because I love the Lord just like you guys. And you know what? We get to come. We have the opportunity to come. It's not that we have to come. It's a privilege to come. Amen? And that doesn't mean you can't praise the Lord at your house or on the way here. But you know what? We're glad you came here so we can praise the Lord with you. Amen? So that's just a little side note. But a lot of times we'll let things creep into our life and keep God's best out. We just do. I, I don't know why it is. Because I, I think it's because the volume of the world starts getting cranked up. And if we don't start opening our Bibles to, to bring the volume of the word up, we start leaning into the world, don't we? 
It's real easy. I say we default to the natural. You know, we want the easy way. We want the shortcut. But a lot of times the shortcut brings out shortcomings. But God is fully God and he's God's size. Amen? So I want to take a look at this here. This is what really started this, this uh, message. I was reading a couple of things this week, and I read this article. And I don't really know this fellow, but this, it's not about the fellow as much as it's about the situation. So I'm going to hit you with this. I was reading the story, and it mentioned this guy, George Shaw. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's an older, older gentleman. He was a famous critic and a playwright. And near the end of his life, this guy was, you know, who's who in, in, in the playwright business and all that, evidently. And they asked him when he was real close to, to checking out of here. They said, if you could do anything different, if you could come back as anybody else, what would you do? I love the answer. This was started out. He said, I'd come back and be the man George was supposed to be. Woo! And I thought about that. Am I being the man that God's calling me to be? Are we being the church that God calls us to be? And a lot of times, we allow other things to creep in and take priority over what God's got for us. So today, I want to I just focus on that. Can you imagine that? Now, I'm going to tell you what, uh, 15 years of, of uh, preaching and teaching, unfortunately, I sit on the side of the bed with some folks that, that are getting ready to graduate to glory. I have never had one of them to this day say, bring me my trophies, bring me my bank account, any of those things. You know what they want? They want their family, and they want to know about the Lord. But you know what? Just think. If we take those two things and live each day with them being first, wow. I bet you everything else will line up just fine, don't you think? God should be first in our life. Matter of fact, I'll go one better. It wouldn't be great if God is our life. You know, when it comes to that point where God is our life, well, that's what Jesus wants to be. He wants to be Lord of Lord and King of Kings because he is. So as Christians, we have the potential to live that kind of life that points God's grace, mercy, and goodness to everybody. We want to be that mirror of Christ, right? And, you know, I just want to tell you here because, you know, I know we all miss the mark, but it's a new day, amen? It's a fresh day. And he allows you turns and start over. So let's go ahead and walk in that because we didn't catch God by surprise. And our life should be a story that tells of his unfailing love and his forgiveness. With that being said, if you got your Bibles, this is what we're going to launch from today. Right here, Psalm 139, 16. And I'm going to read that to you. He says, this is, this is the psalmist speaking. He says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God's large and in charge. God knows what's going on. God knew you were going to be here today. He knows what you're going through. You're not going to shock God with anything. Amen? But he might, he might surprise you how he'll work in your life. So today, we want to look at how do we walk in a God-sized life. Everybody ready? Yeah, all right. Well, one of the things, as I was studying, it seems like a lot of times that, that we, we have a lot of regrets in our life. Anybody have some regrets in their life? Yeah, I think we all said, you know, I probably could have chosen a little bit better here. You know, and, and that's true as, as Christians, you know, and I'll just jump off here for a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people work in an environment that maybe is not all Christian. And I can tell you a lot of times they're looking to you for one or two things. They want to see how you're going to handle things. And the other thing they want to see, do they really believe, do they really live what they believe? And our prayer is today to get so filled up with God is that the only way we can live. And I understand this. I always caveat with this. I understand if we're here today and we go, man, it's been a rough week. Well, you know what? Man, let's start fresh today and let God do what God does. Restore, redeem, and empower. Amen? So one of the things we want to look at is this. We, don't, we want to live above regrets. How do we do it? Don't let the past paralyze you. 
So many times, you know, it, it just does. We just allow that. And you can see that in people's life. You ever see that? You know, you talk to somebody and, and they just drag this baggage in. And they just drag this baggage in. And, it, and it, it, just, it just weighs them down. And I'm not minimizing what somebody's been through. But let me tell you, let's look at what God's brought us through and how he will equip us to move on. So I looked at, I put it this way, Buddy Chapman term. I said, don't let the cans grow bigger. Don't let the cans grow bigger than the cans of your life. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I shouldn't do that. You know, what about the things that we can do? You know, God has made you unique and he has put his Holy Spirit in you and you called upon the name of the Lord. Hey, we have more than enough in the Lord. Amen. So let God go ahead and refresh us and, and, and then knowing that God knows the whole script. Amen. You know, God didn't just say, oh man, you know, uh, everything's going to be cool till he turns 30 or 40 or whatever the case he says, you know what? I know every day. What did it say here? Every moment. Amen. Well, let's keep on going. Be wise with the gift of each day. Now, man, I tell you what, I had some couch preaching going on last night. Amen. I was thinking about that and I thought about over my life. Anybody ever reflect a little bit? I didn't think you do that until you got older. I do that all the time. Usually at the end of the day, I'm thinking, man, what could I have done different? Did I, did I do everything that I possibly could do today? Because you know what? We don't know how long we got. Jesse gets mad at me because I guess I'm a lot like my dad. I remember being real young, and my dad would always tell me, well, son, when I'm gone, I said, man, you've been dying for 50 years. You know, he just, you know, but, but what he wanted to do is he said, look, he was trying to teach me everything he could in those times. He was just saying, look, you know what, this is why I'm telling you this. This is why I'm telling you that. So sometimes when I'm telling you, dad, you, you feel okay, right? Like, yeah. I said, I just want you to know. It's on my mind. I want to get this information to you and Thomas, you know. I want to let you know I love you every day, you know, telling you all these things. And I got thinking about that. Be wise with the gift of each day. How many know that each day is a gift, amen? It is truly a gift. And I got thinking about some of the blessings of growing up. Now, I, I know some people grew up tough. And, and, you know, when I tell my kids about some of the things we did, they think, man, Dad, you're really lucky to be alive, you know? Jeff smiling back there. Don't say a word, brother. I love it. All right. <laughs> but I got to thinking of some of the games we used to play. I mean, just crazy stuff, man. We love, you all know I love hide and go seek. I mean, I'll tell you, Miss Davis had the big old tree out front, and you had to tag the tree, right? Because, you know, or they could get you. And so now I know why my knees hurt so bad because I would get on her roof and take off running, right? And jump off the roof, grab me a vine on the way down. I'm free. I'm free, right? Man, and she'd come, get off that roof, buddy, Jack. I said, I am. I already jumped, you know? So those things, I got to thinking about, wow, I thought I was free. But there's a lot of things in our life that continue to, to just have bondage in our life, you know? I got to thinking about some other stuff, man. You know, I used to love having my little BB gun. Man, we would just go out there, and you know the biggest lie anybody will tell you, all the guys, you know this is true, is you got the pump gun, and you have this stupid thing like a, a BB gun fight, and you say, we're only going to pump it once, you lie. <laughs> they will lie, they will, they will shoot you one. I'm thinking, why did we do some of these things? You know, but you know what? God saw us through. And then one of my favorite things, I bet y'all didn't ever do this, we used to love to bowl. Now, we live right down the street from the bowling alley, but we didn't get to go all the time because it cost money. So what we would do on one part of the sidewalk, we would have a brick. You get a brick, and then you get a softball, and peel the softball so that it looks like a coconut. I don't know where this came from, but it was great. And we would get down there, and you could tell the guy, you could put it in the middle of the side or whatever like that. And you would roll that little coconut thing and bowl. I mean, it was great, man. We would just do that all the time. So the cars were coming by and everything, and you're like, hey, wait a minute, we're bowling. Well then, yeah, 
Yeah. So then, guess what? One of my buddies went to the bowling alley and was looking in the dumpster when the guy was throwing stuff in the dumpster and found some old bowling balls. Oh, yeah. We thought this is great. But I'm going to tell you what. You need to focus. When you're standing there and somebody's rolling a bowling ball at your ankle, right? Because you'll be going like this. You know, I got a car go by. Waka! Oh, my goodness, man. That's God-sized pain. So what does all this have to do? When I reflect back, it didn't take a whole lot to have fun. I mean, we just had stuff that was coming out of dumpsters and everything, but we just love being about whatever we could do. And so I thought about that. I said, you know, be wise with the gift of each day. I really felt like I was, I don't know if I was wise, but I was enjoying the gift of each day because, man, I never had too much problem going to sleep other than when I got hit with the bowling ball. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're just taking at the end of the day and say, if I live my life to the fullest, that doesn't mean being reckless. That doesn't mean anything else. So I just wanted to kind of pull some of those things in. I'll give you two other things here. I got them on my notes here. Now, did anybody ever have a big wheel? You know what I'm talking about? We had a big wheel. But see, we got a big wheel when we were like 14. And you won't fit on it. Right? So you take the seat off, right? You take the seat off, man. And then you tie it to your buddy's bicycle. And man, you can flat track on that thing. I mean, you know you talk about drifting. You come around there on sewer drive. Woo! Going around like that. And we would ride that thing, man. Then one of our buddies, his little brother had one, and we traded him out of it. And he had to handle all the thing, man. You could just slide that thing sideways. So we thought we were living good, man. That was God's size for us. Now, a lot of times, we lived in this part of the neighborhood, and it seems like every neighborhood might have a little divide line. So you go across the street, they had like a swimming pool over there. They had a swimming pool over there. You know what I'm talking about, Jeff. We're like, they got a pool over there. Well, guess what? Things weren't too bad at the Chapman house because my pop saved up. We got a swimming pool. All right? When you blow up. Right? right? My mom, I was the guy said, what a woman. What a woman. My mom would blow that thing up. And guess what? It was a two-ringer. You know, just one ring. Ruthie's over there. Come on, mom. Come on, mom. Well, she would blow it up so much and it would leak down and blow it up. And finally, she was just out and, and tore the end off of it. You know, the little stopper like that. We're like, No. Mom said, don't worry. Mom goes in the house, breaks a pencil, and shoves the eraser in there. Said, come on, kids, get in. Man, what a woman. This is awesome. Those are things I remember now. You know, my kids are going, you're kidding me, right? You know, I, I didn't think anything about it. I thought, man, we got a two-ringer, man. This is good. I mean, it came up to your ankle. <laughs> and I will tell you this. I am 48 years old, still can't swim. When I go with Grace and stuff on the boat, I look like a Michelin man. Like, I got everything on, man. You know, you say, why are you talking about all this stuff? You know what? If I could do it all over again, I think I'd like to do some of those same things. You know? But I, I would say this. I say, you know what? I wish I'd start living for the Lord earlier. And, uh, you know, even today, I wish I'd live for the Lord a little bit better. But I can't beat myself up and I can't plow backwards. So today, I pray that, you know what? We are wise with the gift that God's given us today and walk in the grace of God. Amen? But let's keep on rolling. Listen to the Lord with a renewed expectation. What do you mean by that, buddy? Think about this, man. So many things that uh, God has for us. I want to I encourage y'all with something. I love to unpack a few things. How many people were here last week? Most folks here? Oh, I do want to apologize. We're having problems with our web hosting, not our stuff. So it's, it's a little difficult for us to get the messages out, but we will get them out as soon as we can. I want to show you how God-sized God is. See, a lot of times we think bigger is better, and I'm going to pull that around. It doesn't have to be real big to be the greatest, amen? Show you a few things how God worked last week. Last week in the middle of my message, as y'all know, this is just very much an outline, right? I just do an outline and then we go with what God has. And I shared a story about a, a mule. Y'all remember that, right? 
And then at the end, a lot of times we like to reflect and say, hey, is there anything somebody wants to share? So I want to share about that just a little bit. I had no idea about that. Didn't know I was going to talk about that or anything else. But Grayson Jr. was on the back row over there. And uh, the Lord had laid that on him, what, months back? Then he some, some months back, he had read that story. And uh, his mom said, you know, he had told his mom, I got permission. I always ask permission before I share anything. He said, man, you, you tell whatever you can and glorify God. I appreciate that. And so he had read the story. And then he just wrote, a, man, a beautiful devotion. If I knew he had that, I would have had the day off. I'd have said, come on, up here, brother. Preach it. That's good. So he starts sharing about, you know, what God had showed him through that story. I never talked to him about it. He didn't know I was going to talk about it. Any of those things. And, and Miss Debbie, his mom said, you know what, today's the day for you to share it. He goes, well, I don't even have it with me. Well, Mama did. She had it in her pocketbook for about two and a half months. See, because God knew when the perfect timing was. Well, what's the big deal about that? Because I want you to see God even in the small things. So when you go up against the big things, you realize that God was even working in the small things. And he's not going to leave you hanging in the big. All right? So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, what else happened? Well, there's a couple little things here. Remember last week when I told you the message? I didn't know this either. There's a lot of things I don't know. But I do know Jesus, and I, I'm going to share them today. Finished the, I, I said, last week I said a lady wrote me a letter, a note, and was talking about dealing with difficult things and difficult people and difficult times. And, and as I was praying about it and looking at the scripture and answering her question, I said, uh, I told her, I said, I'm going to go ahead and use that as a message. I think the Lord will have the, us use that message. So when I finished, I walked back here and Ralph says, hey, I know who that lady was. I said, what are you talking about? What lady? He said, the lady wrote you that letter. I said, yeah. He said, that was my sister. I said, I didn't know that. But you know what? Isn't that cool? How God was working that together. Never met her. Where she lived? Iowa, where she lived? Yeah. So she just she was just reaching out and God took that message and moved it from there. Now this is something else probably a little piddly, but I think it's pretty cool because when God's in it, it's much. Last week, I was playing guitar, I wanted to get my stuff out of my bag, and uh, I have just been blessed with, with, with some uh, some great gifts. This is electronic guitar tuner, isn't that cool? Got all the little lights, even somebody like me could tune a guitar, right? And uh, a while back, Eric gave me one of those, just like this. And I man, I really love that thing. And I noticed that uh, when I took my stuff out of my bag, the band practice last week, that I had broken. I was like, oh, man, I broke that thing. I can't believe that. And I said, I'll call Eric this week, see if he's got any more. Right, you know? And I forgot about it. So he comes in. As soon as he gets to the door, I go, hey, man. I said, do you got any more of those guitar tuners? I said, I'd like to get one from you. I, re I really love that. And he just looked at me like, I actually got one left, and it's in the car. And I go, oh, okay. Well, I didn't realize until later, he shares with me, he goes, let me tell you something. I don't usually get in my car, go through a box, find one guitar tuner, make sure it's got a battery in it, and put it back and just set it down. A man is even asking, what are you doing? He goes, I don't know, I just wanted to see if it worked. <laughs> you know? But he told me this, he said, isn't it great to know that God knew that there was a need before we even got there? That's what I want you to see. Ordinary folks all day long, God working in the miraculous. He said, well, what's the big deal? He's a big guy. He's an on-time guy. And let me tell you, if God knew I needed a guitar tuner and he's going to bring one from the other end of Bull Island, I think that's pretty cool. Isn't that it? You know, if, if God knew I was going to be prompted on something over here and then allow my, my brother in the back to share his heart and go, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, all those things. For somebody in Iowa, and that's a long way past Phoebus for y'all that don't know that because I don't get too far. 
to speak that word and, and have a fresh word for us today. I want you to see, as big as God is, as good as God is, he can boil it down and break it down and love you right where you are. Amen? That's the takeaway. Amen? So we need to be expecting God, right, to move. Now, I wrote this down. I thought this was kind of interesting here. You know, I'm going to back up one thing. A lot of times we will squander our gift, don't we? We squander today. We waste away all the day worried about tomorrow. We don't even know if we're going to have tomorrow. So let's not do that. I just saw that in my notes. I wanted to share that with you. And we serve that all the time, God. But take a look at this. God's plan is to lead you forward to what can be, not have you looking back with regret on what could have been. I want you to hear that. I'm going to read it again. God's plan is to lead you forward to what can be, not have you looking back with regret on what could have been. See, a lot of times we just plow backwards and, and just go, man, I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done this. Well, you know, a lot of that may be true. But what can we do today? We can lift up our head, lift up our eyes, lift up our heart, and follow the Lord and leave those regrets behind. Amen? Because if not, you'll drag them into the next day. You'll drag them into the next day. You'll drag them into the next day. I'm going to read that again. you got it on your handout. Psalm 139, 16 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God knows what you need. Amen? That's what I want. I'm going to keep hammering. God knows what you need. He knows where you are. And he's got the perfect plan. So we can live above our regrets and walk in the fullness of God. Amen? I was looking at a few things here. You know, a lot of times I don't think we realize that we've got a direct line to the Lord. We've got a direct line to the Lord. Everybody who's given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ has a direct line to the Heavenly Father. Isn't that something? Do we ever use it, though? See, we've got prayer. You have a map by God's word, right? His inspired word. What else do we have? We have a God, the Holy Spirit, and we have a destiny. <coughs> Our destination is heaven, amen? However, I want to tell you, while we're walking this journey, God wants to walk in our life, work in our life, and have us mirror him to the lost and dying world, amen? We want to be those bearers of light from last week, amen? So let's take a look at this here. What else? How do we do that, buddy? How do we do that? Well, this is what the Lord showed us. We need to live boldly. See, if we're all looking, plowing backwards and looking at all the regret, we're not going to live boldly, are we? We're going to live woulda, shoulda, coulda. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Man, I want to lift those bricks and the burdens off your back today with the truth of God's word so that you can live a life that is bold for the Lord. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Don't yield to your doubts. Man, whatever failures, whatever setbacks you had in the past, they're in the past. Learn from them and move forward. Amen? Leave them there. How many times, you know, I talk to, to folks and, and I have to be careful myself. I never come up here, I want to tell you something. I never come up here talking like I got it all figured out. Like buddy doesn't have anything wrong or anything like that. I speak to you as God pours the message through my life. I try to make those adjustments and I listen to the Lord and I want to share what God's bringing forth. Amen. Because I love you and I want to share it with you. And you know what? God wants us to live above the regrets and live boldly. So take a look at this. How can we do that? Be determined to trust God regardless of your current situation. Now that's easy to say. That's easy to say until you get the report. It's easy to say until they give you a pink slip. It's easy to say all these things until it's, it's on your porch. But I want to tell you, if we're filling up on God all the time, when those things do come up, you're already prepared. Because God's been preparing your heart. Amen? That's what I, what I want you to hear. 
Prepare, prepare, prepare. You know, and I wrote this out here. I thought this was kind of cool. A little game. I said, faith starts where you are and carries you to where you need to be. And that's something. Faith will start right here, right now, in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your broken heart, in the midst of your mistakes and my mistakes and setbacks. It can start right here if you trust God. And He'll carry you where you need to be. See, because the Lord's faithful, He's able and He's willing to see you through. See, we're elevating God. When I say God's size, I want you to see the size of your God. I want you to see that He loves you. I want you to remember, hey, it's all about what he did on the cross. But it didn't stop there because he rose on the third day. We serve a living, powerful, loving God. See, a lot of times we talk about the cross and we just sit there and we're looking down like this. Well, he's not there. What do you say? He is risen. He is risen indeed. Sitting on the right hand of God. Man, interceding for me and you. You know, isn't that something? From, from the very beginning, God had a plan. He had a plan and, it, and it's not wavered. And you were in that plan. Amen. He was thinking about you even way back then. Oh, man, I love to jump in on that. You know, I was looking at some other stuff here. Don't count yourself out when God's in your corner. Have you ever done that? I mean, the circumstances just get so big. You say, man, I, I don't know. Hey, let's be honest. God, have you left me? God, am I being punished? Let's just, I'm being real with this. You know, these are things. But what, did I mess up so bad that, man, I, I'm going to have to really pay the price and all this? What's going on here? Or do we realize this? We don't need to count ourselves out when God's in our corner. I had a few things in here. I said, the plan that God has for your life was developed long ago. Listen to this. Your responsibility and my responsibility is to trust Him and follow His leading and His prompting. When we get this in our heart, it will empower us to live that bold life that Christ has given us, right? Not to fear the future. God has eternity covered. It's the blueprint for the rest of, of your life found in Jesus Christ. You want a blueprint for your life? Open that Bible. Sometimes we have to make some changes along the way. Amen. We're not going to change God's word, but we need to adapt our life to align with his. Amen. And here's the great thing. He has given us his spirit to help us. You know? Remember we said it's not a performance-based contract. It's not. How many know some really awesome people that go through some really tough times? Amen. About everybody. About everybody. So in our mind to think, man, I'm doing everything right. Nothing should happen to me. That's not the deal. The deal is will we press in and press on and trust God through it. Not minimizing what people are going through. But I will maximize what God has done for us every single time I get the chance. Amen. Because God is in our corner. As a matter of fact, not only in the corner. He's on went before us. Amen. Nothing surprising God. Remember what we said? He said every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You never hear God say this. Uh-oh. He didn't say that. Oops. Don't hear him say that. He's large and in charge. Mm. We live boldly when we are confident in Christ. And I don't mean arrogant. Amen. I'm not talking about being arrogant. But confident. Knowing God is faithful, loving, and trustworthy. I love when we study on Tuesday nights. We've been doing a lot of studying uh, in the Old Testament and things like that. And man, think about those old, old saints back then. Old time saints, right? Now, for us, as believers of the new covenant through the Lord Jesus Christ, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit comes and lives with us. He takes up residence in us. He tells us, hey, that's not the best for you. He encourages us to do this. He helps explain the Bible to us and all those things, right? Well, back then, the Holy Spirit didn't live in people. It was poured out upon people as God chose, right? But look at the boldness that they lived in. 
You know, we talked about some of the stuff back uh, a couple of weeks ago when Herod had that, that uh, his kingdom. Hey, man, if you said you were a Christ follower, it, it might cost you your life. You know? And now, you know, we think, well, gosh, they laughed at me. Oh, well. Oh, well. You know? I tell you what, you know, oh, he's a religious fanatic. I can always tell what somebody is not going to walk in with the Lord a little bit because they call it religion. Oh, yeah, I know, buddy. He's real religious now. I'm thinking, you don't know, buddy. Because I'm not real religious. I'm real Jesus. I love the Lord. Oh, that means he never messes up. Wrong. That means I serve a God-sized God that's willing to take my mess and fix it and carry me and get me back in the game and teach me and love me just like he'll do for each one of us. Amen. That's the God that we serve. That's the God I want you to see. That's why I live boldly. That's why I stand up here. Because if it was based on me, I would not be standing up here. It is based on his goodness, his grace, his mercy, and his love for us. And see, knowing those things is freeing. But see, if you don't know that, it's not very freeing, is it? You can know about it, but do you know them in your heart? Amen? When we look back like in the book of uh, Acts, it talked about some of the, the amazing things those, those believers were doing. It said they were bold in preaching, teaching, praying, worshiping, giving, and loving. See, we need that same power today. Well, guess what? It's available to us. It's available to us so that we can lean into what God's got for us and shine for him brightly. So I want you to look at this right here. Expect great things. Write that down. Expect great things. Someone once said this. I, I read this. I thought, man, what a great caption. It said, if you never expect great things, you'll never attempt great things. And that speaks right there, don't it? See, we've got to step out and live boldly. If we never try it, we'll never know. If there's never a test, you'll never know if you pass. You really don't know what you believe or what you know till it really hits up against your toes. Amen? We can think, oh, yeah, I would respond to that. We'll respond to that that way. And then when it comes in, you go, wow, I didn't do too good. But guess what? That don't mean God counts you out. He'll put you back in. And he'll love you and he'll teach you from that. You know, a lot of times I, I think as we start um, understanding how God continues to work and mold us, we go, man, why in the world am I going through this? You know, and it, maybe it shouldn't be why, but what are you showing me? I try. That's what I try. Lord, help me develop a heart instead of saying, why me? Say, what are you showing me? And let me tell you, the things that each of us go through, God is working things in our life, not only for you, but if you're available to share it with somebody else, wouldn't that be a blessing? See, if something's going on in my life and it's shaking and it's falling apart and everything else, I want to go to the Lord. But the Lord, I want the Lord to put somebody in my life that has went through that and came out on the other side. I don't want to talk to a guy that says, I think so, I hope so, maybe. How did you do this? How did you do it? That's why I love mature folks. I didn't say old folks. I said mature folks. I spent a lot of time with folks uh, that, that have been around. And man, they can teach you some things. They, could, they didn't wake up that age. You know, and they can speak into your life. You know, a lot of times when we're younger, we think they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. And then you get about 20 years old and you say, man, maybe dad does know a few things. Mom does know a few. Then you get 30 and you go, I wish I knew all that. You know, tell me more. Tell me more. And, you know, just think how much God wants to get to us so that we can live boldly for him. I, I love this here. You know, when we're thinking about expecting great things, and I was writing in my notes last night. The Lord showed me this. I said, you know, I'm going to read this again. He says, you know, somebody once said this. Um, expect great things. And if you never expect great things, you'll never attempt great things. And then the Lord showed me this. He says, you know what? Complacency is a dream killer. So what do you mean? We get complacent and we never step out of the box and we never know what we could do, what we could be, how we could serve, and how God could use us because we want to play it safe. It's right here on the edge. 
I want to challenge you today to step out of the box, live a life that's bold, uh, bold for the Lord. And so how do you kill complacency? I said, Lord, well, how do we kill complacency? This is what he gave me. Faith. Faith. Trust in me. He said, because you're in me, you can live boldly in me, and I will work in you and through you to impact lives for the kingdom of God. Wow. So, if somebody was to ask me, what would you do different? There's probably a lot of choices that I would probably make different. But the thing that I, I pray that, that, that at the end of the line is that, you know what? That I shared the gospel message. That I told somebody that was something that was life-changing. And that message that's life-changing is Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. I want people to know that. I don't really care what you think about much anything else. You know, as far as people go, well, you know, what are they going to say? Look, for 30 years of my life, and, and a lot from 18 to 30, I played a lot of rock and roll. And I jumped on bar stools and jumped up and down and spun around and did everything else and everything else and this, that, and other thing. I didn't have any problem with that. Why in the world would I have a problem telling somebody good news? That's what I want them to hear. I want them to hear the good news. I want them to hear, say, well, what happened in your life? I had a guy, I'm a, man, I'm going to tell you anyway. I had a guy, I, I might have shared this before, it just popped in my mind. I had a guy, I got hurt one time at Walmart. Y'all probably heard the story. I had to go uh, to the doctor. My, my, my muscle on my arm got ripped up here and all those things, blah, blah, blah. I'm just getting to this thing. And I had to go to a lawyer. I didn't even want to go to a lawyer, but they would give me a hard time about so I said, look, I just wanted to pay my bills. And maybe y'all remember the story or not. And I was talking to the guy, and he was a nice guy. Matter of fact, it was a guy I worked for. The guy that owned my company. And I, and I said, uh, man, I'm thinking, I want to make sure we're, we're evenly yoked on this, all that's going through. I'm not really thinking about my arm. I want to do what God wants to do. I said, look, man, I want to play this straight. I just want them to take care of what they're supposed to take care of. I, I, I can't even get him to call me back. And, and he started talking. And he started cussing. And he started talking. And I said, hey. He said, yeah. And man, boldness rose up in me. Right? This was my boss, right? And I said, well, you know, I said, sir, I said, I really like my job and I appreciate the job. I said, but to be honest with you, you're working for me now. You ought to see that guy. He said, what? I said, you're working for me now, right? I said, look, I can't be praying to God to, for him to heal me and you cuss him. I said, so if you're going to cuss him, i got to get somebody else. And he goes, was I cussing? I said, just a little bit. I said, but I want us to be on the same sheet. I said, he said, I, I, I can't believe he just told me that. I'm thinking, why not? He's the boss, not you. And, and so through that time, let me tell you, things changed. Things changed. And, and, and the way he was dealing with things changed and all that. And, and the only reason I brought that up that's living bold. I'm not saying look at me. I'm saying, you know what? I was a little concerned. I was really a little concerned. My arms tore off, and I'm going to tell my boss to be quiet. You know, stop. But God said, that's all right. I'll take care of it. Do you know what? Even if people don't believe like you believe, and you really believe what you believe, they'll respect it. You hear what I'm saying? I don't think I can say that again. But he knew. He says, you know what? I don't know if I know that Jesus that he knows. But he knows him. And then when I went back, and my arm was, was, every time I would go to the doctor, they would go, do you always heal this fast? And I would just go, ah, yes, God's good. And they measured the thing with a little protractor. And, and you know, it was like this. And then they had to move it. And I was here. And the guy was going, man, you can do all that. I said, man, God is so good. See, another opportunity. Hey, man, when I was in the hospital, I'd tell God, tell folks how good God was. 
when we, when we were at that lawyer's office, about how good God, God was, all those things like that. And I told him, I said, look, I don't want anything. I don't want nothing. I just want this tape squared away. I want to honor God in this, or I ain't doing it. You know what he told me? He said, are you going to therapy? I said, yeah. See, he had all my time card records. He pulled the records. He goes, I need you in my office. Okay. Are you going to therapy? Yes, sir. Well, your time card doesn't say yeah. I said, no, sir. I said, I go on my lunch break. Why? They're going to pay for that. I said, I got it covered. I'm okay. You see, again, he could have said, well, look at him. He, he says this, but does that. But that wasn't the case. I said, you know what? I'm going to honor God through this thing. I want to honor God through this thing. And God blessed me. God gave me a feeling back in my hand that I could still play music and everything else. God's good. Why did I say that? Because sometimes you just need a real live situation. I'm not just up here doing this. I'm telling you, sometimes we got to just live bold and stand on what God says. And I'm going to tell you what, every time that I've done that, God has honored him. A lot of times I haven't honored him, but God will honor his word. Amen. I just wanted to share that with you. So how do we kill complacency? Step out in faith. Moving on. Everybody doing good, right? All right. Live in grace and not guilt. Can we do that? We ought to. I'm going to give you a little bit little something to chew on here. God's answer for guilt. You ready? This is my favorite part. Get it in your own. In John 1, 29, it says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, I'm going to pull all these out, these word anchors. Go and write these down, all right? Here's another one. Hebrews 9, 26. It says, But it is, he, but as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin for, by the sacrifice of himself. Hmm, okay. Y'all getting all this? Isaiah 44, 22. It says, I have swept away your sins like a cloud. I have scattered your offenses like the morning mist. Oh, return to me, for I have paid the price to set you free. Y'all letting it just, just uh, kind of just jump in? I wrote this down. Check this out. This is what I pray that you take away is today, amen? If your past mistakes are driving your future, then the devil's behind the wheel. That's what he showed me last night. If your past mistakes are driving, driving the bus, driving your, your future, then, then you're not driving. God's not driving. The enemy's driving, amen? Because he said he's already been putting away, right? Let's take a look at this. Look at this for just a minute. You've heard this many times, right? The truth will set you free. Anybody ever heard that? The truth will set you free. Let me see some hands. Anybody hadn't heard that? Now you have. It says the truth will set you free. But there's more to it than that, right? Because if you think, that's just part of the verse. I'm going to teach you something the Lord showed me now, right? John 8.32 says this. This is the whole verse. It says, and you will know the truth, right? And the truth will set you free. See, if you don't know the truth, you can still be in bondage, amen? You can hear about it, but if you don't know the truth, I'll show you what I'm talking about. If you don't know what we just read, one, uh, John 1.29, that Jesus takes away your sin, it doesn't help you, does it? It's still the truth. But if you don't know the truth and apply it to your life, it hasn't done any good, has it? You see what I'm getting with this? Take a look at this. If you don't know your sins have been put away once and for all by the sacrifice of Christ, like we said in 926 here, right? Yeah. Then that doesn't do you any good. Let's take a look. If you don't know Jesus has paid your price to set you free at Isaiah 44, 22, then we find ourselves living under guilt, condemnation, and fear. But see, praise God, that's not where we're at. That's not where we're at because we know it, right? We've got it on the board here. I want you to get it in your heart here. I want you to see that right there. See, Christ within you wants to empower you to live that bold life and we live with great expectation of what the Father has in mind for me and you. Amen. 
That's knowing the truth that sets you free. That's what I want you guys to do today. Matter of fact, I'm going to get you to listen to this whole thing. I'm going to rewind a little bit. I didn't have enough space up here. But actually, the whole uh, thought of this message right here on Hebrews 9 out of 25 and 26, I'm going to go back. Listen to this. And it says, And he did not enter heaven to, to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who enters the most high place, holy place, year after year with the blood of animals. And it comes into this. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do what? Put away sin by the sacrifice of his son. Your sins and my sins have been put away once and for all. Amen. Now does that mean, oh, well, well, why do we sin? Because we're still living in the sin-filled world. world amen. All right. But let me tell you, in the eye of God, through the grace of God, through the sacrifice of Christ, when he looks at you and he looks at me that have put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he says they're covered. Is that something to celebrate or what? Well, I tell you today, that's why we need to be living in grace and not living under the guilt. So I'm going to bring it home with this. Do you know the truth? Well, guess what? Jesus is the truth, amen? Do you know him? I pray that you do today. The truth is this, we all miss the mark. So I'm talking to all of us. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm telling you, we all missed the mark. But I love this verse and I love this translation. I want you guys to take a look at this here. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 out of the New Living Translation. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, just like I just read this right out of here. No, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be. Anybody feel like that? Amen. This is for us. This is for you today. All right. All right. He says, I am still not all I should be, but I am focusing all my energies on this one thing. Forgetting the past, looking forward to see what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. Don't let the regrets and failures keep you captive. Jesus came to set the captives free, amen? He came to set us free. See, all the power and boldness of the Holy Spirit is living in us. And it ought to be evident in our life daily. Amen? It ought to be evident in our life. And I thank God for His love and His grace and, and, and the opportunity to leave that guilt behind. To leave that guilt behind because a lot of times we allow it to just continue to come in and rob us of what God has. And I wrote this. I said, you know the truth. Now let Him set you free. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that today is the day. And you know, there's a lot of ways we could talk about this and do this and everything else, but I'm going to just throw it right down the pipe. Do you got Jesus in your life? Have you asked the Lord to forgive you of yourself? Have you, have you said, Lord, you know what? I know that I've missed a mark. It's not real hard to understand that, is it? You know? Sometimes it's harder to understand that we have a God that loves us even though we missed the mark. So I hope you hear that today. Because that truth will set you free. That truth will put you on a path to, to live a God-sized life. Now, when I'm talking about a God-sized life, that doesn't mean money falling out in the sky. I'm not talking about this and your house getting painted and all these things. I'm talking about this. That God of the universe says, you're mine. That I pay the price for you. And I love you. So I pray today, you know what, as we continue to press in to what God has to realize that we can live a God-sized life right where we are. Your life might not look like her life or his life or my life, but it could be just as impacting to everybody you meet. I can tell you this right here. 
some of the most impacting people in my life. They weren't preachers. They weren't people that, that knew the Bible frontwards and forwards and backwards and everything. They were people that loved me enough to speak into my life right where I was, right at the time, and tell me the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. To tell me the message of the Lord's grace. To tell me the message of God's love. Let me tell you, can you do that? I know you can because God's enabled you. Tell them what he's done in your life. Tell them how he's brought you through. And tell them, you know what? It's not just for me. It's for you. I'm going to read this again. Psalm 139, 16 says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I pray today that we live a life that honors the Lord. I pray today that even when we don't, that we allow the Lord to come and love us back to where we need to be. But I'm going to tell you what. Something that will never, ever, ever change. You ready for that? God's love for you. Amen? Is that a good word? Give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to smile over here and send you out with a song. And but, but I want you to make sure that you guys understand what I'm saying. If you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, don't leave you without it. You know what? If you want to talk to, to some one of us or something, I always try to put myself here in the back of the church and we can talk about that and pray with you or whatever's going on. I want to make sure before you leave that you've had every opportunity to grab hold of the grace of God. Amen? You guys are amazing. Let's sing them the song. Amen? Let's do it. Stand to your feet and let's go ahead and praise the Lord.